You are listening to episode 267 of the Mindfulness-Based Weight Loss Podcast with me, Lucia Holly. Welcome to the Mindfulness-Based Weight Loss Podcast, the show for women like you who have tried restrictive diet after diet and are ready for simple, thoughtful solutions to help you sustainably lose weight for the last time from a place of abundance and peace. If you're looking to end the yo-yo of comfort eating and rigid weight loss protocols, and instead step into living your life mindfully on your terms while losing weight in the process, you're in the right place. Hello, hello, party people. Welcome, welcome. I am coming to you from Minnesota. We officially made the move <laughs> and I have paint all over my fingertips. I've been cutting in uh, some primer into a couple of bedrooms and we're in our new house and we are in um, we're in Minneapolis. We're in Bloomington slash Minneapolis. Technically, if you pull up our address, either city works. I don't know why. Maybe someone who knows more about zip codes could tell me why that is. So moved back to Minneapolis and really happy to be here. The weather has been beautiful. I've seen my family every single day since we got back, which is just so nice and a really big part of why we made the move back to the Midwest. So thank you all. A lot of you have sent me really nice notes telling me that you're excited for me and for us and that, um, yeah, that you're just excited. (laughs) As I'm recording this, we actually don't have Wi-Fi at our house quite yet. Uh, We were supposed to yesterday, but there was a little hiccup in that process, but it's getting taken care of. And also our house is in kind of a um, cell phone reception dead area. (laughs) So I feel like I've been a little bit MIA where it's like, I want to show you, I was good. The reason I'm saying this is going to like show you all a house tour on like Instagram and show you the different rooms. And I posted a photo here or there and people are like, are you there? Like, is that your house? Like, where are you? I'm like, oh my God, no, I've been here for a couple of days now. But I just can't easily get onto social media unless I go to a caribou coffee near my house. But, you know, that's not... Most of my day is spent at the house prepping it, getting it ready. It's very... It was well-loved by the previous owners. But, you know, anytime you move into a new house, a couple of things you got to take care of. So, anyway. <laughs> um, I also, speaking of Instagram, if you follow me over there, yay. I'm so glad you do. If you don't, uh, please definitely do. Let's connect. Let me know that you came over from the podcast. I'd love to say hi. I'm always really very much in the DMs, aside from this week, where I'm a little bit more MII, but typically I'm in the DMs. I always love to say hi, hear how things are going for you, what you've noticed, um, any takeaways, or when you've been implementing stuff from the podcast, or just how the heck you are. I just love to connect. So anyway, if you haven't followed me on Instagram, definitely do. And if you are, you might've noticed a couple of days ago, I, as part of, you know, one of my check-ins when I did have reception is I asked and I queried you all, hey, I'm going to go into a six-week calorie deficit in order to lose body fat and maintain muscle mass. Would you all like to follow along on that journey with me? Would you like me to share a bit about my process? And a bunch of you said, yes. He said, thumbs up. I do want to hear about that. So I thought I would describe here on the podcast what I'm doing. And so Backstory is that, let's see, from January to about, what were the months? January to April, 
I was in a bulk. Now, not no one really needs to be in a bulk, but I very specifically wanted to tip the scales, literally, in my favor as I really started to push things in the gym to build muscle and prioritize muscle. And so while you can build muscle in a calorie deficit and at maintenance, you can also build a, um, muscle faster in a surplus. But the thing about a surplus is unless you're aware that your thoughts are innocent and you're aware that thoughts are going to come and go and that they aren't personal, I, I find that most people don't need to do bulks, maybe a gentle bulk. But most of us don't need to do bulks because we can gain muscle in maintenance. It's just slower than you would gain it in a bulk because the bulk you have you're intaking more total calories you're giving your body more energy and you're really pushing yourself to failure most of the time in the gym a lot of that extra energy is going to go towards muscle development so that was my goal for the first four months of the year and then the last two months i've been at caloric maintenance so i just have been maintaining my weight i gained a, a decent amount of pounds <laughs> And again, I go back and forth if I should share total amounts. I don't know if they really matter because everyone's body is different. Not a ton of people have my, at least that I know, have my body of being six feet tall. You know what I mean? So it's like the amount of pounds are just like the context is what is always helpful. So I gained scale weight, which is what I wanted. Listen, if you want to gain muscle, you have to get into your head that you're going to gain scale weight. And if you're in maintenance and you're going through body recomposition, you have to be open to the scale, probably staying really darn similar and the same to where it was. Okay. So we take the pressure off of the scale. We let it do what it wants. And so I was in the bulk and then I was in maintenance for a couple months. And then I was thinking, okay, once I get to Minnesota and we feel more settled, I'm just going to go right into a calorie deficit. Now, how I do the calorie deficit, I'm going to do it for about six weeks. That feels pretty reasonable to me. I don't want to do it for a long time. I don't really desire to. I just know that I've built muscle and I'd like to see more of that muscle. So remember, the calorie deficit is the primary and really almost the only driver of the reduction of total body fat on your body, okay? And a calorie deficit is going to be primarily driven by awareness of the foods that you're eating. And if you want a calorie deficit and you want to primarily tip the scales in favor of primarily losing body fat, you're also going to want to continue to incorporate strength training. You're going to want to eat enough food so that your strength training is going to feel a little bit more taxing. That's just what happens when we eat in a calorie deficit. You're just literally eating less, having less energy come in every single day. So your workouts are going to feel different, but what a lot of people do is that they drop their calories so drastically that their workouts go to crap. And then they stop working out. And then here's the thing. The, the, the whole reason we do all this is to feel good, okay? And if you're eating so little food that you don't have enough energy to work out, you have to use common sense and recognize that you need to eat enough food. And a lot of us are, I, I love when my clients come on board and just a couple of weeks ago, like had someone newer who was like, hey, wait a second, this feels like a lot of food, but I've actually been losing weight pretty steadily now that I've been eating this calorie amount that is higher than my normal calorie deficit, but is much more maintainable as a uh, sustainable calorie deficit. Okay, so I'm putting myself into a calorie deficit in primarily via a reduction of the food that I'm eating. I'm not changing the foods that I eat. I eat pretty much all foods except gluten and except milk powder. <laughs> I'm sensitive to that. But aside from those two, oh, 
and I'm allergic to shellfish. Okay, but we don't eat what we're allergic to. So aside from those three things, I eat everything. And that is going, there's no one specific type of food that I'm going to eat or not eat during this deficit. What I'm going to do is change and reduce my portion sizes. So, and you can imagine, you could have a variety with that. Some people, when they're looking to be in a calorie deficit, the way that they change their amount of total daily calories is that they might change a specific portion at a specific meal. Or maybe they change a lesser amount of calories, but across more meals and snacks and desserts, okay? So plenty of ways that you can create the deficit. I like to, because I have my own habits and my routines, I like to just have a smaller portion at each meal. And I like to be pretty darn aware of my snacks. I might even not have a snack. I don't always need a snack in the morning. Often I really enjoy an afternoon snack, so I'd probably keep that in. And then be aware of dessert. I truly have days where I don't need dessert and I have days where I really love dessert. So my goal for myself is that I can just check in. Okay, if today's a day where I'm not desiring dessert, then so be it. I don't have dessert that day, but it's not from a place of restriction. It's just truly from like, okay, right now I have a certain goal. And on other days and plenty of days, I'm going to continue to have dessert and it'll simply be in the portion that makes sense for my goals, okay? You got that? So that is the number one primary driver of how I choose to create a calorie deficit. And like I mentioned, the calorie deficit is coming from the biggest lever that you have is the food choices that you make. How you feed yourself. The second biggest is your energy expenditure, your total daily energy expenditure, your TDEE. Perhaps you've heard that term before. So on top of that, I'm also changing my weekly average step amount. Now remember, in terms of levers, the food that you eat is the biggest lever, okay? Second to that is the total daily energy expenditure, and that's not coming necessarily from the workouts. My workouts, are, like I said before, they're going to stay the same. So they already have a certain amount of energy expenditure, and it's not a ton. Strength training is not a ton, but you're signaling so many amazing things to your body. So those strength workouts I do for a week, they stay the same. Since we've been traveling and moving, I have been relying on my mini band travel workouts. So they have changed because of that, but that's short term. That's not really something I'm all that worried about. My dumbbells come back <laughs> next week. So I'll be right back into my normal routine then once our containers get delivered to the new house. So where I have more capacity to create more change in terms of my total daily energy expenditure is the total amount of steps that I'm taking every day. Now, previous to this deficit, my general amount of steps that I was getting per day for most of this year was 8,000 steps on workout days and 10,000 steps on non-workout days. And then over the last month, so what was that, the month of June, I really decided, okay, that feels so easy that I'm going to see how it feels to get 10,000 steps every single day, regardless of whether it's a workout day or not. So I raised over this last month my uh, step count to 10,000 per day average and then per week average, right? Because every single day is 10,000. Smash that out of the park, not a problem. So now I'm going to increase my total step average from anywhere between 12,000 to 15,000 steps per day. And that is another way that I'm going to ensure that I am creating a 
calorie deficit. Now remember, I'm sharing those total step amounts, but my steps don't have to be your steps. And quite frankly, it's not going to make sense if they're if like never ever when anyone shares tangibles or specifics of what they're doing, do I think it's it's not necessarily reasonable to expect that if you were to just copy how someone ate or how they walked or how they did strength training, that that would necessarily work for you. So just know, I'm just providing those numbers in terms of benchmarks so you can start to see, oh, this is how levers can be uh, manipulated. So portions coming down, but still enough food and steps coming up, but I'm really not trying to step to some extreme level because also don't forget that our bodies are masters of homeostasis and compensation. And if you want a great book to read, read Burn, B-U-R-N, like burning a match by Herman Pontzer, P-O-N-T-Z-E-R, fantastic book. He's a researcher on human metabolism. And in his lovely book, and something that we already know, is that human bodies are not machines. So when you're changing something like an average step count, you can't just expect to increase, 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 and like a computer or like a math equation, you're going to get um, always the same result as you increase or decrease. Our bodies compensate. So our bodies compensate for extreme increases in um, energy expenditure, like an increase in step count. And when I say extreme, I mean 20,000 plus steps a day. Um, they compensate for that by down-regulating other metabolic processes. And that's been shown by research. And if you want to see the research, read that book. It is one of my top five recommendations. I even have it in my Amazon store because I'm like, everyone needs to read this book. It's so, so good. And anyone can read it. It's a very, a very approachable book. Herman is a fantastic writer. So I, I put that out there because it's so easy for our brains to slip into all or nothing, especially when we're doing something like a calorie deficit. Because by the way, so many of us have done calorie deficits where we eat such an extremely low amount of food and we try to run or jog or do high intensity exercise that really increases our appetites from a physiological standpoint. We really burn ourselves out and then we give ourselves a bad taste in our mouths for how weight loss can go. But weight loss can be pretty comfortable. And you know, now that I'm a couple days into my calorie deficit, like I am hungry, but I'm not starved and my hunger is really reasonable. And the reason I like to use that word reasonable is that that takes, I think it takes the shock factor out. I don't have to do, there's nothing extreme happening with my steps. If I had previously been at 2000 steps a day and then I tried to go to 15,000, that would probably be really extreme. But for my context, I was easily hitting 10,000 and going for 12,000 to 15,000 step range isn't really all that out of sorts for me. Okay, so remember context is always key. So that is like the nitty gritty of how I'm doing a six week calorie deficit. You could also choose a different amount of time for a calorie deficit. I'm just doing six weeks because that's going to put us through the end of August, and I know by the fall, like, I'm, I'm going to want to be done. I just want to do this for a little over a month. 
um, see a little bit of changes. I'm also, so <laughs> I do not have a scale right now. Um, I'll be joining a gym so I could hop on a scale there. It's not really, that doesn't really make or break anything for me personally. Scale isn't dictating like how I think the um, deficit is going. I more so am prioritizing measurements. Waist, hips, upper arm, thighs. I'm going to look at those inch changes and also take progress photos weekly um, because that's the progress that I want to see, that I want to see a shift in how clothes fit. I'm not even looking for like a, a, a change in size, really. I'm just looking for a shift because, like I mentioned with my context, a number of months ago, I put myself into a mini bulk, right? The bulk just went on for a handful of months. So in addition to accumulating muscle, I also accumulated body fat, which you just have to accept and you have to love, okay? I really loved that I gained some weight very intentionally because that was a whole damn point. <laughs> and I was thinking of this as I was falling asleep the other night in bed, is that a lot of what I think stresses us out as people making choices and like trying to follow through on those choices is that we really scare ourselves when we do something unintentionally and then we also like question ourselves when we do something that maybe could happen unintentionally, but we're actually choosing to do it intentionally. Like there's so much thinking that so many of us do that we think, 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 and we stress ourselves out and then we feel sick to our stomachs and we don't know why, or we feel like batty and we don't know why. Usually if things are feeling really serious, it's because you're taking your thinking really too seriously. And my friends, life is not about taking your thinking seriously, even when and even still when you have a goal. So I say that letting you know that like, I'm not taking my life seriously, but I am for sure showing up to the habits and choices that I'm that I'm choosing and that I want that move me towards my goal. So the application is consistent. There's discipline, but y'all discipline is not always like it. Discipline isn't necessarily serious. You know what I mean? Like we can have a lighthearted approach to being disciplined and creating habits. Like again, how many of us like roll our eyes and get so serious and get so freaked out about brushing our teeth? Maybe here and there, but for the most part, we brush our teeth every day. It's just something that we do. We probably don't even think about it all that much. Maybe once in a blue moon, we do think about it. But aside from that, it's just, it's just a part of our lives. The same thing, the absolute same thing for me. And hopefully what I'm sharing makes sense. And maybe it'll inspire you to create choices or look at habits or look at how you relate to yourself or how you relate to your life or your choices or your habits or how you relate to your stress and your stress thoughts or how you relate to your thinking. <laughs> we are relational beings and we are always in relationship to every single thing and that just gets to be. We really don't have to solve for it. We don't have to make things different or better. If there's something that we want to create change around and we don't know how to do it, let me tell you, the secret is to not try to think about it, is to go do something that you like. And you'll probably come to an insight when you're relaxed and peaceful and happy about the thing that maybe does feel like there needs to be some change and there might need to be. But we're not going to get to solid change or like consistent change or anything like that when we're stressed the F out and we're thinking a lot about how we're stressed out and how we got to get out of this stress, okay? Stress, thinking, loves to build on itself. <laughs> so I hope I'm just going to be a, oh, I was going to say it's going to be a mini episode, but we're already almost at 20 minutes. All right. 
of the Normal Size episode. Uh, I hope you enjoyed hearing a little bit about my calorie deficit. And I should say, I'll add in one more thing in that it was, I guess, kind of a given, but I should say it explicitly when I was talking about portion sizes. So all my portion sizes are coming down very slightly to be in this deficit. Um, but I already prioritize protein. I already prioritize fiber. I already prioritize balanced meals and snacks every day. So that's part of it as well, is that I'm eating enough protein to continue to feed my muscles well when I'm doing my four strength workouts a week. And while I'm using you know my legs to ambulate and walk around so i'm going to be resting or covering well i just won't be as as well fed okay but that gets to be intentional you get to choose to be in a calorie deficit if you'd like if you want to have those results that's awesome if you'd like support from me or from someone else i haven't been enrolling clients uh formally for the last couple of weeks because i've been moving um but i am enrolling again so listen if you just want to chat or you're looking for support for coaching around nutrition and the strength training i'd love to make sure whether it's me or if i can refer you to someone who would be more appropriate i would love to make sure that you get that support you want so as always feel free to reach out to me on my website or on instagram You could try TikTok, but it's a little harder to chat on TikTok. So website or Instagram and love to hear from you. And until next week, my friends, have a beautiful one and I'll see you on the flip side. Bye. Hey, if you love today's show, I'd love for you to take a minute and give a rating with a review. If you too are ready for more women to make life choices from loving mindfulness, that means we need more women listening to this message so they know what's available to them and they can do it too. And if you're ready yourself, come coach with me, where we'll work together and you'll learn how to take this process to the next level in your wellness goals, life desires, and beyond. Go to luciahawley.com, that's L-U-C-I-A-H-A-W-L-E-Y.com to connect.